Hello and welcome back to another episode of the China Path podcast. James Scullin here from the Australia-China Business Council. On this week's episode, we take a look at the opportunities for firms in utilizing digital marketing in China. I speak with Jessica Miao from United Media Solutions, or UMS, about how Australian firms can leverage China's various digital platforms, such as WeChat, to raise their profile in China and build online channels. Jessica is the Chief Executive Officer and founder of digital marketing firm United Media Solutions, which helps foreign businesses to navigate China's complex digital landscape and connect with Chinese consumers through digital and social marketing communications. Drawing on her media and digital marketing experience, Jessica has grown UMS into a leading international business and has built a strong reputation as an expert on marketing in China with regular invitations to speak at business and trade events in China, New Zealand and Australia. Jessica was honoured with a number of Entrepreneur Awards in 2012, 13 and 14, and she was also recognised in the Zhejiang Top 100 Innovative Women in 2017 and named as a Top 10 Young Tech Entrepreneur in 2018. I hope you enjoy our discussion. I'm here in Melbourne with Jessica Miao of United Media Solutions. Jessica, thanks a lot for dropping by to the podcast. Thanks, James. Um, So today we're going to talk about digital marketing and how Australian firms can take advantage of the social media landscape in China. Um, Jessica, would you be able to tell us something about UMS and and what you guys do exactly? Yeah, so United Media Solutions is a um, China digital marketing specialist. Mm. Um, Founded in 2011, we now have got um, five offices around the globe. Um, we've got an office in Melbourne, Sydney, Auckland, Shanghai and Ningbo. We're helping international brands to um, reach their Chinese consumers through digital communications mm. um, by using the right tools uh, to approach to the Chinese customers in China. Um, sometimes not only the Chinese mainland customers, but also Chinese around the globe, like living overseas. Oh, right. Okay, so that, that would be Chinese students studying in Australia, for example. Yeah, yeah, that's mm. right. And also, you know, um, there are in Australia, there's 1.2 million of Chinese living here mm. studying. Um, yeah. Lots of migrants. Yeah, yeah. And there are also over 1.5 million of outbound travellers travelling to Australia every year. Mm. So we would help our clients to reach out to those con- con- customers as well. Mm, mm. Okay, great. So, so what would be the process of you engaging with a client? So if a client came to you, let's say someone who's in the food and bev sector and they're looking to export and, and, and promote their brand in China, um, what would be the initial process of you engaging with that potential client? So when we talk about clients, there are two types of clients. Uh, one are those uh, not ready, um, but uh, they wanted to approach to China. Mm. And the other one, um, they are ready and they are prepared to have a long-term investment in China. Okay. So for those not ready with no experience, mm. we have created a series of bespoke and educational program um, with different level of master um, classes talking about digital landscapes, consumer engagements, content marketing, channel management, etc. Okay. And the programs are designed not only, not only for the marketers at SMEs to engage Chinese consumers, mm-hmm. but to also those um, decision makers at the big corps to make business making, uh, business marketing plans and, and business plans for China. Mm. But for those who are ready and prepared, come as new to us, 
we understand that each of the clients, they would have different uh, level of understandings. They are unique mm. and need to be attentive and listening to what they want us to achieve and help them to solve the problem. So for those type of clients, uh, we help them on project and campaign plannings, yeah. uh, working on creatives and execute their digital solutions, monitoring their day-to-day executions. Mm. And then we can come, with, come up with reports and the constructive feedbacks. So, yeah, we just need to make sure our team are working hard enough and listening to what the clients wanted to create uh, special marketing magics okay. for each of the clients. At the end of the day, it's about building trust between the clients and, and us and also to help them understand the markets. Okay. So, yeah, that would be the process. Yeah. So so when you say digital landscape, are we, are, we, are we mainly talking about WeChat or are we talking about has the Chinese social media digital landscape evolved where it's actually kind of quite complex and, and fragmented now? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> so when we talk about China, we, we are talking to 1.3 billion of mm. Chinese. Mm. Um, so, you know, the, the recent figure for, for Chinese internet users is over 880 million mm. with a uh, mobile, num- mobile user number of 788. So these people, they, they are very fragmented on different um, channels. They use different digital platforms to, uh, for, for a bit different purposes. Mm. And I'll just give an example. So if, when we talk about the world's two largest international travel app, Booking.com mm, mm. and Chinese um, Sea Trip, mm. Western consumers, they, they watch just using those travel apps to do the hotel bookings. And write reviews, but yeah. you know, for Chinese on on sea trip, they would not only using the app for hotel booking, they're also using this to book their air tickets, and also writing reviews for sure. Right. But they want to share their um, personal experience on, on the on the trip they made overseas or, or somewhere else, and they wanted to write. You know, user generates the contents by sharing lots of uh, beautiful photos to the peers online. Mm. So. Yeah. So the Chinese um, social media user would, would do that predominantly on a sea trip app. So they would not only book their accommodation, but they would book their hotels mm. and share their moments and, and, and give reviews. They would all do that within that one particular specified travel app. Yes, mm. yes, that's okay. right. You, uh, I think the magic of um, Chinese digital apps, they are all turning into super apps. Right, okay. So when we... You know, a lot of people were talking about WeChat being a super app. It's actually not only WeChat that's being super app. It's also C-Trip. There's also Dianping. There's also Little Red Book. Lots and lots, just millions of um, social media channels in China that's available to target or to designed to be um, targeting different users and mm. fragmented consumers. Yeah, right. Well, because I guess the like the Western experience would be you'd, you'd book on booking.com and you'd write a review on Yelp and you'd share your photos on Instagram and you'd mm. kind of do it over a multitude of platforms. But you, do you think the Chinese app landscape is a little different, that it's it, it can be more centralised around people do spend more time on singular apps? They are everywhere. <laughs> they would probably, like, for example, wake up in the morning. They'll, they'll share some emotional piece on, on what's, what's to enlighten their day on WeChat. Mm. They would use um, Tmall to um, put, on, put up a review on the product they just bought. Mm. They'll also get very addicted to uh, the 
TikTok videos they they watch and they want, wanted to share this somewhere, and also they they wanted to check in in some certain uh, destinations they they just visited mm, and okay. share their experience. So they they just everywhere. Mm. Oh yeah, I mean they 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 also. Um, Order foods through food delivery app, but uh, you know they want to engage with the delivery um, staff <laughs> okay. through the 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 dumping app by reviewing their service, by commenting how good they they are, how fast they are. I think a lot of businesses get confused by the differences with WeChat accounts. There's like personal accounts, subscription accounts, service accounts. Um, is there a big difference between these accounts? And, and if so, what are those differences? So there are differences. So if we take personal accounts, for example, it's just like WhatsApp. Right. We can, you, we can register it by your phone, your, ID, uh, your phone number, mm-hmm. and you, you can then um, do group chats. You can share your activities on WeChat moment. You can even use the WeChat personal ID to pay the bills, mm, mm. Um, order food, and also you can sign up to DD, you know, the Chinese version of Uber yep. to do all those activities and that, by and just using that singular ID. And that's what most people have. So if someone already has WeChat, they have a personal WeChat account. Yeah, okay. that's right. So that's the personal account. Right. So for brands, they definitely need to look into set up their WeChat official accounts. Mm. Um, there are two different type of WeChat accounts, um, for one for mainland, one for international. Mm. Uh, for most of the Australian clients we talk with, they mm. for they don't have Chinese entity registered in China, so they've only got the option to select for the international official accounts, which is a service account type. Mm. But it allows you to um, build your profile into Chinese market, but uh, and you can also use WeChat's built-in APIs for digital and technical solutions, mm. which um, allows you to do like data marketing, customer relationships management around campaigns. It also allows their users to do payments through um, what WeChat post. With international account, that can still be viewed within China by Chinese that's community. Right. Yeah, that's visible to Chinese mainland. Right, okay. Um, WeChat consumers. Yeah. Okay, yep. But for those Australian clients um, who have their Chinese entity registered, they can apply for mainland Chinese official accounts mm. and they can select it from service service accounts to subscription accounts. The service account allows the brands to post up to four times to each singular fence, which are fans on a monthly basis. But for a subscriptions account, uh, that will allow you to post up to one post each day to each singular fans mm. on WeChat. Okay. So that would be the differences. Okay. For most of the um, Australian clients we work with, when they don't have Chinese entity, the mm. only option for them to go is the international accounts. Okay. Service type. There must be so many different ways to engage Australian brands with Chinese consumers. Um, what are some of the ways that UMS has helped Australian firms engage with this Chinese consumer base using digital marketing? Good question. Thank you. Um, there are actually tons of ways that uh, the brand can engage with Chinese consumers. You can engage when, with them uh, via KOL live streaming mm. or you can engage with them uh, by setting up a mini program mm. or which accounts or um, doing promotional campaigns with a brand. I'll probably give you one specific example that we did for 
a client okay. um, last month. So this is a wine brand from Australia. Yep. They wanted to um, give the Chinese wine market a bit of education on the products, uh, their popularity from Australia, and mm. also need to educate the consumers on the different varieties the brand is bring into the Chinese market. You know, Chinese, when they drink uh, wines, they, mm. they only go for red or white. They don't know about these different options of Shiraz, there's options of um, Pinot Noir and, and Tans. Right, yeah. So we came up with a strategy of um, running online to offline campaign on mm. WeChat. Mm. Um, and we help them to create a personality test to help their consumers to select their wines by testing their personality of what kind of wines they should consume. Oh, and okay. then we lead them into the offline channels that are selling that wine products oh. in different supermarkets. So that was like- you mentioned KOL before. So mm. I think KOL is what we would call an influencer yeah. in Australian marketing terms. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in what ways can KOLs be engaged to help uh, build brand presence for Australian firms? Um, there are different ways. And, and, and also, you know, KOLs, they are on different platforms. They are on WeChat, they are on Weibo, they are also on TikTok. And they, they could also be on Omni channels. Mm. Um, Ways to work with them. One simple, easy is just you, you just you just pay their pay them with the service fee. Mm. Another one, uh, which is becoming more popular, is you pay them service fee and you commission them with whatever uh, product sales they have made throughout the campaign. Mm. And also another emerging way these days is you know you can invite the KOL. For example, if it's a travel brand in Australia, you can invite them over. Um, so another innovative way to engage with the consumer um, is, you know, we did one campaign for a, a marathon game mm. um, where they wanted to create their fan base and also collect email leads for mm. future promotion, promotion purposes. Okay. So we created a virtual marathon right. where we can invite new fans to participate the marathon um, on WeChat, okay. so they can swing their phones and shake, shake, shake to up to 500 times in a minute. So they will be able to win, to get a chance to win a, a, a marathon somewhere in the world. Oh, right. And okay. they can, yeah, take the flight over there. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it's about uh, acquiring new fans and also get the EDMs. Right, okay. And so all of these fans were competing against each other. Yes, it's, a, a it's also marathon. a yeah, it's also a competition. Oh wow, okay. that we ran. Yeah. Oh right. Oh well, there's just so many different avenues that a brand can you know engage with all these different platforms. Yeah. Um. So how can how can a brand help track their 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 presence on social media? I know UMS has their social intelligence cloud engine. Is this is this does this enable brands to have a better understanding of how their presence is being felt with Chinese consumers? Yes, um, so Social Intelligence Cloud Engine is a uh, digital solution UMS created uh, for clients when they are running campaigns. So we can help the clients to get um, user behavioral data 
and then we can help them um, do few future checkings mm. and retargetings for other campaigns. Okay, right. Okay, so the so so the brand is really able to kind of hone what particular segment of the market they want to appeal to. That's right, and and, and in that way we can also help them seg- help the brands to segment their fans into mm. different groups. Okay, um, and in the in the future we can send retargeted content through those segmentations to different audiences they are targeting. Mm, okay. Mm. Um, so how does how does all this convert to sales for a business? How, how much does a business need to spend? And well, I guess maybe the better way to ask it is how patient does a business need to be before it starts to reap the rewards of a social media engagement with Chinese consumers? Good question. <laughs> um, there's really no right or wrong answer. Right. Um, what we normally suggest to our clients is you need to have um, realistic expectations set up for China. And when we talk about China, it's always a long-term strategy, long-term plan. Yep. And you need to set up different um, stage of measurement um, for the brand lifecycle in China. Um, you Whenever you want to create their presence, you want to create a brand loyalty, mm. you want conversion and you want people to repurchase, it's just a long journey. And what a brand really needs to do is to set up different measurements for different touch points with the clients and then consumers okay. so they can yeah, achieve from there. Okay, so for, for a business that doesn't really have the resources to in, in invest in a whole three-year digital marketing strategy with, with China, um, is there a cost-effective way that a company can maybe dip its feet into the water of China's digital landscape? There are different stages of clients for those just new to the market. Mm. We would probably suggest is you know, there are quite a lot of resources in Australia, lots of Chinese international students um, who can, who studied marketing can help them um, set up some initial presence mm. for China. Okay. Uh, but also um, it will be very essential to talk to um, marketing agencies, professionals like us to mm. help them um, giving education on the channels that's available in China and the con- Chinese consumer behaviors, helping them understand the landscape. But for those who are more mature to mm. the market, mm. um, best way is to find the right partner. Um, the partners will include distributors, agency partners, consultants, all sorts of partners for them to achieve their business goals in China. Yeah. And, and and so would you say one of the advantages of having like a young Chinese student on board in a company um, helping make those initial steps with digital marketing mm-hmm. is the main benefit for them being that they can write content for that company so they can maybe help translate that company's story into Chinese and, and, and start engaging Chinese consumers with what that brand is about, what it does, what its product features are. Is it really about content for those early stages with having like a young person on board? Yes, that's right. And 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 uh, I think the magic of having those young um, students at the company is to help translating some initial contents mm. from English to Chinese. But uh, I, I mean, I really need to reinforce the importance of having an agency um, at that initial stage as well. So agency can help um, provide some auditing on the contents mm, right. for the brands and okay. also giving some suggestions on content directions. Mm, right. I think one of the most important thing business um, for China normally f- don't know or forget is 
when we talk about social media, we really talk about digital media in a Western way. Mm. So digital and social are strongly embedded into each other. And we should no longer talk social and digital separately when you are doing marketing in China. Mm. And the social media itself, led by the huge time spent of the Chinese consumers on mobile phone, created its own new ecosystem powered by lots of new technologies Mm. and has... Um, in result, transform the digital age into social age, where internet news and internet users are more connected, engaged, and personalized. Right. And the need for the social users for social networking has led all the apps into super apps, as I just mentioned earlier. That it's not just WeChat becoming super app; it's also you know the travel app they are becoming super apps, the music app they are also becoming uh, social apps. All the apps, they just wanted to make sure there's social functionality, um, option available for brands to engage with their users. Yeah. And also there's um, payment functionality connected to all those apps. Right. So we, our role as an agency is to help those brands to identify wherever would be the best place to target the audience they want to target mm. and uh, how we can help them segment their audience at different stages and at different platforms so we can yeah, help them to retarget them. Mm. Okay, well, Jessica, thank you so much for dropping by today. It's definitely a very complex um, digital landscape, um, but definitely a lot of opportunities for Australian brands to help build their presence um, and engage with Chinese consumers. So thanks a lot for coming by and helping to simplify some of those issues today. Thanks, James. <laughs> My thanks to Jessica for sharing her experience, tips and insights. To learn more about UMS and our podcast, please drop by to the podcast homepage at acbc.com.au forward slash podcasts, where you can find show notes from all our previous episodes. If you've enjoyed listening to the podcast, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts to help us to continue to grow our listenership. This activity received funding from Austrade as part of the Free Trade Agreement Market Entry Grant Program. The views expressed herein are not necessarily the views of the Commonwealth of Australia and the Commonwealth does not accept responsibility for any information or advice contained herein. That's all it for this week's episode. Thanks a lot for listening. Until next time, 再见. Mm-hmm.